0: This season is sponsored by Gorillas, the sexy grocery delivery app revolutionizing online shopping. Fresh food delivered to your door in 10 minutes, catering to all your food loving needs. Sign me up. Operating in major cities in the UK and globally, Gorillas supports small businesses as well as local producers to bring your favourite brands to your door. And just to get your juices flowing, they are offering all listeners £10 off your first order when you spend £20. Download the Gorillas app and use the code SEXY10 at checkout. Hi and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. This podcast is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, food experts, chefs and people who just love their food to find out all about their life, career and their favourite tastes along the way. Today I'm joined by a man who I've seen half naked more times than I know. And today is the first time I'm meeting him in the flesh. Bradley Simmons is the well-known fitness influencer and celebrity personal trainer who has worked with the who's who of showbiz. Through his get-it-done attitude and programme, Bradley motivates us to a healthier lifestyle through his nutritious meal plans and workouts, both at home or at the gym. He really knows all there is to know about eating well and working out. As someone who takes their training very seriously and loves her food even more, I'm very excited to have him on. Bradley, welcome to Crazy Sexy Food.
1: Thank you for that intro.
0: <laughs> I can confirm that, that Bradley yeah. is actually dressed today. I'm
1: dressed. <laughs> I nearly thought about it. I thought about it, shall so I come half well, naked? Who, who
0: knows what might happen? If
1: it was summer, maybe different.
0: <laughs> so, thank you for coming
1: over. Pleasure.
0: Uh, the first thing I want to ask is what did you have for breakfast today?
1: Oh Okay, so for breakfast this morning, I had a bagel, avocado, nice scrambled egg, a little bit of bacon on the side, Ooh. and some cherry tomatoes. Oh,
0: very nice. And a bagel, is it a plain bagel? Plain
1: bagel, New York bagel, Fine. simple, does a job. Fab, jab.
0: love it. Um, we were talking just before recording. You um, are actually a local West London boy. Yes. Um, so it's very nice to sort of have you back in the hood. Um, but we are also recording from a football club that you used to yes. be affiliated with. Yes,
1: Queens Park Rangers, literally yeah. around the corner from here.
0: Which unfortunately I can also hear the crowds uh, cheering uh, on match days. And they're
1: doing well so far. So you they are doing all
0: right. And they sh- probably should be my team, they're but not
1: they're using, not. They not? Where did you grow up? You grew up in? I grew
0: up in Labbert Grove. Labbert Grove.
1: Well, QPR should definitely be your team.
0: 100%. Do you want to know who my team is? Who's your team?
1: Please don't say <laughs> Arsenal. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, who do you
0: think I am? <laughs> <laughs> I've just lost a lot of followers. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a United supporter. Oh,
1: United? You live around the corner? Yeah, you live around the corner. <laughs> who are you? I'm Spurs.
0: Are you? Yes. So,
1: West London boy being Spurs um obviously being around Chelsea supporters it can be tough sometimes I was
0: about to say I mean my whole family are Spurs yeah, really yeah. my dad grew up in North London you see so, I did so, mine. He, so
1: he grew up us uh grew us up as Spurs fans which is okay. good I like being a Spurs fan
0: yeah I mean I have obviously an affiliation with Spurs because yes. my dad is a massive is Spurs he? supporter there you go. yeah Love so that's that. fine so, um, I've also offered you some delicious Middle Eastern mm-hmm. treats because you have come into an Iranian household, so Love it would that. be rude not, not to. to offer. So, if you fancy eating at any point during... Do
1: you know what? I'm going to try one of these bird's nests right now. Okay.
0: Do you want to explain or describe what it looks like?
1: So, it looks like <laughs> a bunch of eggs in a bird's nest, <laughs> but they're actually pistachios, I'm assuming. Yes. And I would, what is this? What is it? What do you call it? I
0: would call it a bit like a vermicelli sort of crispy, it looks like noodles that have yeah. been kind of Thanks. baked or fried. It's going to be messy. Is it sweet? Yeah. And it's sort of doused in syrup.
1: Mm, I can tell about that. Mm, that's good though. Yeah? i mm. I'm a sweet tooth. Okay, so, I've, I've, so too. I've,
0: I've, I've provided the goods. Mm, that's good. Yeah, they are really nice. That's They're dope. a little bit messy. I should have given you a plate.
1: No, it's really good. Reminds <laughs> of Easter.
0: Yeah. Probably better for Easter rather than yeah. sort of autumnal, but oh, that's yeah. fine. October. <laughs> <laughs> right back on track okay. so I want to take it back to your childhood you were born and raised in Ealing mm-hmm. I want to know what life was like growing up what were you eating who was cooking was food important
1: food was massively important um I had a big family so I was one of four but my mum was one of eight uh Irish background family so we all lived in the same area literally had f- f- two aunties my nan and granddad, my uncle were down the same road. Wow. I know, and then around the area, Elin was just all my cousins. So we're the big fans. So Easter, Christmas time, food, 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 and Irish background, stews, <laughs> you know I everything mean? that could people could tuck into. Yeah. Uh, so growing up, my mum always used to cook big bowls, big pots. It was bolognese, it was green Thai curries, it nice. was it, it was just to feed the whole family and Sundays was always a big roast dinner. So always around the table was a must for me and my family. I uh, First come, first served, So you snooze, you lose. <laughs> oh God, so it, yeah, that was like my family. Are you a fast eater? I had to be. Yeah, I had to I've be.
0: noticed that people who are fast eaters, it's because they come from a big family. Yeah. Because, as you said, like you snooze, you lose. Like yeah, each it. to their own.
1: That's it. And my mum was a very good cook as well, so we were very lucky, very fortunate. And
0: were you interested in like getting in the kitchen, or were you more just interested in eating?
1: Well, because I was the fourth child, youngest child. My mum got a bit lazy with me like I just crack on you just do your thing <laughs> so I was in the kitchen cooking myself yeah I love cooking and actually did a, a cooking GCSE oh wow yeah and okay. did very well in it so I do right. always, I do love my cooking um before football training my mum would be at work dad would be at work so I had to cook myself some pasta I'd have to cook myself some chicken so I learned from a very young age mum would ask me can you make who wants to make a scrambled egg I'm like oh, mom, I'll cook some scrambled eggs. so from a very young age I've always done cooking
0: nice um and what was some of your favorite like irish delicacies
1: um well, of course gammon mashed yeah. potato and cabbage <laughs> done right and do you still eat that yeah we still eat that yeah. of course my nan was it was a bit bland so my mum did not much nice. <laughs> so when it was over to my nan's bless we like, oh, we're not sure w- yeah w- what's gonna be in this because my nan was a holder so everything oh. went into the curry everything okay. went in she didn't she didn't want to leave anything best thing about my nan's cooking was her scones so she does make some good scones i'll give her that but everything else was a bit questionable
0: right okay (laughs) and do you like a pint of guinness
1: i love a pint of guinness everyone knows me on my instagram i have a pint of guinness that's my that's my especially now in october that's that's the drink
0: and who does a good guinness like where would you go and have a guinness the
1: best guinness obviously ireland yeah of course Um, there's a place called The Globe in Brentford that do a very... Do you know The Globe in Brentford? I've heard of it. Yes, they do a very good Guinness. Okay. Um, Yeah, of Guinness can be really bad. I had a really bad one recently in Camden.
0: Well, it's Camden. Yeah, exactly.
1: Come on. Why am I getting a Guinness in Camden? What am I doing? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But I do love a Guinness.
0: Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, I don't love, like, beer and things like that, but I remember as a kid, my dad would always get a Guinness, and I'd always just want to take all the froth off yeah, the top, yeah, yeah, and, like, it. you remember that American advert for milk, and it was, like, <clears throat> got milk, and yeah. I, it was just that stupid, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in-house yeah, yeah, yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as a young boy, it comes as no surprise that, you know, you were into football. But was that something that, was that kind of your dream growing up that you wanted to become a football player?
1: Yeah, 100%. From from the age of seven, I signed for Chelsea Football Club. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, my older really brother old. was six years older than me, and he was playing for Chelsea at the time, representing England England schoolboys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So from a very young age, I loved football. Uh, obviously, I was playing with my brothers in the garden, they toughened me up big time. Um, so, yeah, from the age of six, Chelsea wanted me to sign. My mum, I, really, I really suffered with asthma. So my mum said, give him one more year so then i signed for the under sevens and then from there all i wanted to do was become a footballer so school i i I was clever i was intelligent but i didn't take school school really seriously Mm. again being one of four the youngest my mum was a bit more laid back with that yeah um when my brothers, they all got really, really good, really good grades. With me, I got eight Bs in my GCs. Which wasn't too That's bad. That's all right. It's not too bad, but I hit my head. I'm gonna be a footballer. Doesn't matter, Mum. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna be a footballer. It's all good. Yeah. And I got really close. So I signed professionally for the likes of Queens Park Rangers. Uh, things didn't work out, but what I'm doing now, I'm I'm very happy.
0: And obviously, like not to dwell too much on the past, but you know it, it there your story kind of like has a lot of great milestones and it has a bit of heartbreak in Mm -hmm. the sense that, you know, you were quite badly injured and that sort of prevented you from moving forward. How do you deal with setbacks like that? Because that's, you know, that essentially for a lot of people is like a dream that's just been taken out of their hands.
1: Well, fortunately for me, I'm quite tough mentally anyway. Uh, But of course, surround yourself with family, friends who support you is obviously very helpful. And I was very fortunate in that in that department. Um, but yeah, you just got to set yourself small goals all the time. Yeah. So for me, when I got injured, I was told I was going to be out for 10 months, could be 12. And I thought, okay, well, the best way I'm going to get back is by setting myself small goals, hit those targets and then I'll be back, hopefully before this 10 months. So this is when I did my ACL, for example. So I've always been mentally tough and always tried to do something different. So when I got myself injured, I said, okay, okay what can I do to keep myself occupied? So I said, okay, I'm going to do my um, coaching bad qualifications because I never know one day I might become a coach. Or let me do something else, let me learn a language. So I've always been like that rather than just sitting still because I know that if you just sit still and you're watching that clock, you're going to mentally get yeah. absolutely battered. Absolutely. So yeah, surround yourself with good people. But for me, I'm, I've always been quite mentally strong. I guess maybe being that fourth child as well. I
0: was going to say, where do you think that comes from?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it definitely does come from the fourth child where when I was younger, for example, my dad would prioritise my older brother taking him to football. Then it would be my brother Elliot who played for Brentford. And then my sister played. county. Doing country. very well, yes. may I say? <laughs> I know, doing very well. Playing, <laughs> and then my sister was playing county netball.
0: Oh wow! God, so, what
1: a family! Yeah, of course. course yeah. So it came to me, and it's like, ah, oh, so I got, I would get picked up from the coaches. I go, so I was always quite okay. dependent. I didn't need to rely on anyone but myself. So I've always been quite focused that way.
0: I also think, as well, something that I massively admire about athletes in general yeah. is um, the just this the dedication and the will just the mentality to get up every day and keep going keep moving like that is your job I do think it's one of the sort of the um the one career paths I always look at and I think I think it's incredible it is
1: incredible it is incredible and you have to be so mentally strong not just physically good and talented you have to be so mentally strong to reach to the top because honestly there's so many athletes right now and I know loads of footballers who are playing now who are really struggling with their mental health Mm. really struggling Mm. with themselves. And we're
0: going to come to that in a bit. Yeah. What was your diet like whilst you were training?
1: So this is the thing, um, not the greatest. Growing up, uh, obviously, when you're at school, you go to the Gregs, you do what every other kid does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you, you do, you do every because you're not educated, are of you? Of course. Schools really struggle to educate you on yeah. nutrition, um, so not the best. Obviously, you go home and my mum will cook me really good food, but on the way home for my dinner before training, I've gone to the sweet shop. I've got cans of coke, etc. So not the greatest. But as I've got older, as I got matured, especially when I became injured, that's when I started to become really clued on because I was then put in the fat club at QPR. Wow. So if you're over a body fat percentage of 10%, you're in the fat club, which means you got a cycle before training. Yeah, it's mad because as an athlete, there's. The lower body fat percentage you are, the higher your performance is going to be.
0: So, uh, what percentage were you then considered to go into that club?
1: Uh, I was during my injuries time when I gained, because I was carrying eating the pastas, I was, I was eating all the foods that I was eating when I was performing. So, obviously, when I'm performing, I'm burning so many calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm in a cast, when I'm on crutches, obviously, you're just going to gain weight, you're in a surplus. So, obviously, I was still hungry, I was bored. When it came to lunchtime, when I was injured, I was excited to see the boys have mm. a bit of a band of boys. So I'm, mm. having, I'm having foods. Mm. So then, so then I had to speak to a nutritionist. Obviously, when my body fat percentage must be my fifteen sixteen percent, okay. which is quite high as a footballer, which is healthy as, a, as an average individual. And then
0: just just for comparison, like what would be like your fat percentage now?
1: Fat percentage now, I always maintain around ten percent. Okay, when I'm photoshoot ready, it's about eight. <laughs> <I> just...
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, My well, fat percentage is definitely part of that fat
1: club. <laughs> but when you're an athlete for an no, environment of course, when of you're course. an athlete in environment, fifteen yeah. percent for uh, an everyday guy walking down the street He's, is very healthy, yeah. it's very fit, yeah. very good. But obviously as an athlete you've got to be top of performance. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And then when you were actually training at the clubs, were they offering a lot of dietary advice? Like when you before sort of injuries and whatnot, you know, were they sort of
1: on you? I know it's definitely got much better now. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about 10 years ago now, which has flown by. So it was more like, let's look after the first team players, then there's the resis, then the youth team players. yeah. Yeah, they can get the leftovers. Yeah. But now it's like, no, that youth team player could potentially be a first team player. So everyone's going to get the same treatment. That's what clubs are like now, which is much better. Um, So I had to knock on the door to a nutritionist. They're like, can you help me? What can I do? Mm. It was literally, it was like, look, you need to reduce the amount you're consuming. Simple reduce the amount of, maybe stop the ketchup for example because <laughs> that would go all over my chicken yeah. and pasta for example these little things and um, st- st- like swap the salmon with sea bass Th- these little Got tiny it. things yeah. you know yeah. stop drinking lucasade why are you drinking lucasade you're not performing today just stick mm. just to water so mm-hmm. every day I'd have because when you're at Scoopy R is everywhere you can just take it mm-hmm. when you want you can open the fridge you can take a lucasade I'm thirsty or I have lucasade I'm thirsty next minute I've had 600 calories Jeez. and I'm not yeah. doing anything You don't think about it, do you? And and I'm like, why is my teeth so fluffy? Because you're drinking all this sugar. So reduce that. Reduce those three lucas a day. You're you're already reducing 600 calories. Mm. So you're already in that potential... Which I
0: always call empty calories when it comes to those kinds of drinks. Like, aside from the fact if you are, like, doing very high-performance training, I get that but if you're just you know I, that's i don't actually drink fizzy drinks just because they don't they don't agree with me no, and course. it's like what's the point what is the point? really what is the point
1: i've had clients in the past they want they're on a weight loss journey they turn up thinking oh god Bradley sims like trains really hard i've seen his videos i've seen the clients what they do and god i'm really nervous turn up drinking lucozade and i said <laughs> well that's the first thing <laughs> we're gonna change I said, the first thing <laughs> we're gonna change you stop drinking lucozade yeah. because you're already 200 calories up before we even start the workout and what do you mean? What do you mean there's calories in liquid? I thought it was just liquid. I said, no. So people need to be educated, again, at school, which we're not.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So well, I, well, let's yeah. hope that changes. I mean, it's kind of in the process, but I think there's a very long way to yeah, go when it comes course. to the school education system. But anyway, so obviously, you, you know, you suffered these sort of life-changing yeah. injuries in terms of career um, options. And what I want to know is, at what point was the link when you then were like, okay, I need to... I guess, think of a new career or, you yeah. know, cause you then got in touch. I could be jumping a bit, but you got in touch with John Terry.
1: This is, that's a big jump. Yeah, yeah, so. big jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, we only got like 45 minutes, <laughs> no, no. right? No, so- <laughs> so quickly when i left qpr things didn't go, things didn't work out with qpr so i went to iceland played in iceland for a four or five month period when off season in the premier league off season on season in iceland because the weather situation. so it was a chance for me to go and get fit and healthy so I, that's when i experienced fish for the first time and started loving fish Wow! started experiencing the nordic lifestyle which is so healthy very healthy so healthy so that's when the nutrition thing kicked in got that's it. the first time i got six pack what? Really? Went, right. So,
0: guys, <laughs> if you want a six pack, get good. yourself to Iceland. Yeah.
1: I, was, I was training every day. I was eating fish every day. I was wow. eating such good produce. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's the first time. That's and then things didn't work out. I fractured my ankle, in three places, and I thought, go. I'm not going to make it to the top anymore. I don't necessarily want to be work playing the lower leagues. Not great money. I'm very quite money driven. Yeah. Uh, so I need a new career. Typed in Google, how much does a personal trainer earn? In London, it said anywhere between thirty to seventy-five. So I said, "Cool, seventy-five grand's not bad. Let's begin there." And then um, I worked my bollocks off. I'm allowed wow. to say. Yeah, you're allowed to say <laughs> Yeah, it. I worked you my are. bollocks off. Yeah, and then I worked my bollocks off on in Instagram. Grew it, grew it, grew it. Trained it. the main Chelsea girls, as many celebrities as I can.
0: But just sort of wait, rewind. Okay, so like, what year is this? Because now we're talking about yeah, so like I getting it, it onto the. I was on twenty years Instagram. of
1: age. I was twenty years of age when Instagram just became a thing. When you still when they just introduced videos right and okay. was 15 seconds
0: and then how are you sort of using the contacts that you had from the footballing world to kind of get into that world of you know quite well, well known well I
1: had to build I had to build a little pay, my Instagram first so I grew up to about 30,000 followers where I was training with the mainly Chelsea girls I was, I was training in Chiswick Park in Virgin Active I was off them free sessions in return of exposure got it. so they posted me on their Instagram yeah. so my following jumped up got asked to go to Chelsea I said no thank you <laughs> i got bigger things bigger things on my list um, and the likes of Louise Redknapp and Tony Terry saw me from training the many Chelsea girls so then John Terry got in contact hey my wife would love to train I would also love to train I know your brother which ah, also helps right
0: okay got you so
1: yeah of course it's all about who you know listen but you got to deliver if I was terrible, I wouldn't train them for the next, mm. for the next five years. Mm. So, uh, and then from John Terry, it's like, "Cool, you were great." We've got Jamie up on the phone. He wants he wants you to train himself and Louise Rennap. Right, Brendan Rodgers, and then the circle. Once you're in that just... circle, it just if you do a good job, you're trustworthy, uh, and they like you. Yeah, they're comfortable around you around their home. Then you're just you're just client base is just going to grow and grow and grow.
0: And here we are. <laughs> and here we are.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean what i'm interested in is sort of referencing that very uh, cringe sentence that i introduced you with you know you've now got to a point let's say a few years ago you kind of got yourself to a point where you're quite well known in the industry you've got a fantastic client base people know who you are you're kind of seen as like the expert and this influencer mm. who sort of you know because i do think with social media there's sort of two sides to it there are people who genuinely know what they're talking about and yeah, know what yeah. they're doing like you yeah. And then there are a lot of people that chat a lot of shit yes. who are so underqualified, yeah. which I think is so dangerous, especially when it comes to, of like, course. nutritional advice and, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it gets to a point when you're starting to, like, be on the cover of Men's Health. I mean, mm. how, you must look back and think, wow... Well, you yeah, know,
1: like going back to football terms being in front cover men's health is winning the champions league literally it is winning the champions <laughs> league for any fitness model or personal trainer so that was my goal when i started okay, okay well, i'm not gonna win the champions league or premier league i'm gonna become front cover men's health so Love it. i achieved that and to be fair with my type of person i am I'm like, okay what's next yeah sometimes i need to really pitch myself and go cool that's a celebration i literally went what's next cool what's next and what is next well, big things are coming. Hey. Hey.
0: Um, just out of interest, when you do get a call, like uh, you, we want you on the front of Men's Health yeah. magazine, how far in advance do they let you know so you can get yourself prepared?
1: Uh, so I, Mine was only two, three weeks. What? Yeah, but... Mine well, was, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're
0: already in shape. It's well, not like, you know... Well, it's
1: because... I think it was because of during lockdown... Um, I, I did really well during lockdown mm. i had seven thousand people doing my live workout so men's health saw that they asked me to do uh take over their men's health and do their live workouts which got thousands fat. and surprisingly men's health don't actually get a lot of engagement when it comes to their live workouts. so they were okay cool you got you deserve a front cover which i was absolutely buzzing about so they gave me two three weeks notice which is enough for me because i always okay. sustain 10 percent body fat of course and then to get to eight percent body fat it's a high-protein diet. You cut out the chocolate, you cut out the alcohol, cut out the fizzy drinks, mm-hmm. and you train twice a day, and it, it can be done. It's probably not... Not sustainable, not
0: sustainable. But, de- but definitely for it's, your front cover. Look, sure. For the front cover, it's something yeah. that I
1: always look back on. Um, but yeah, sustaining 7 8% is pretty tough. Yeah. You can't really enjoy life. No.
0: This is, like, this is kind of something I wanted to bring up a bit later on, but I guess we can go into it. It's so... Just to give you like a bit of background, because I quite like to make it personal. Yeah. So I'm massively into my training. Yeah. Um, I'm by no means sort of thriving as an athlete on any shape yeah. or form, but I sort of, I'm kind of like your average girl that goes to the gym most days, kind of watches what she eats, but also will enjoy and indulge at times. Um, and then uh, two years ago, I trained for the London Marathon. I took it really seriously. I stopped drinking. Yeah. I, I did the whole thing for five months, and actually when I completed the marathon I didn't like my body shape because okay I'd lost a bit of fat but I'd lost all of my curves and definition and I'm you know I'm a curvy girl and I embraced that so then I sort of built it back up again in the gym and was doing a lot more like um, heavy weight training and and all that but I am possibly, I think, like a lot of people, have a very weird psychological problem when it comes to training, which mm-hmm. is I know that I overtrain, and I've plateaued. I'd say for about a good year and a half, okay. because I'm exercising nearly every single day. But are
1: you, are you changing the form of exercise you're doing? Or are you doing the same thing every day? Because you do need uh, to test your body sometimes.
0: Um, I'd say it's repetitive of some yeah. kind. Like one tra- day will be hit. Tra- then it, tra- okay. And then it will be like okay. legs the next day. Then are you training yourself? Are you just yeah, 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 I do it up? myself. But the thing is, is there's obviously this theory that how you look is also mainly to do with what you're putting into your body. Is mm. that 70-30 thing kind of true? Yeah, is it, it, can,
1: it definitely can be true, for sure. Again, everyone's individual.
0: Yeah. I just feel like there's i think there's a lot of people out there who aren't training correctly yeah. i think i'm one of those people so could you give any advice to people that who maybe can't afford a personal trainer yeah. sort of what they can do you know as a week like as a schedule like what are we doing what should we be doing when should we be resting yeah.
1: well i always say maybe try and invest in at least a week's worth of personal training just to give you an idea to give you a bit of structure Got you. i think sometimes you can invest just in that one week and it, does, it doesn't have to be a personal trainer who charges 200 pound an hour which some tra- personal trainers do in london it can literally be 40 50 pounds if you of guidance maybe asking for a plan can you create a plan for me how much is that charge? that's going to cost you 200 quid a little bit of investment is key mm. or maybe you go to like a barry's boot camp here and there change up a bit so really test yourself because you might not be you might not be pushing yourself to the point where you're like wow i'm out of my comfort zone <laughs> You need to be put out yourself yeah. comfort zone for your body to change sometimes because yeah. you get fit okay you need to push yourself to get even fitter yeah you need to push yourself to get even fitter that's the way it works um but of course or get yourself a download an app like myself brings it in yeah so I've got my own <laughs> app where I train I do live workouts every morning so I'm pushing my clients I'm pushing my subscribers every single morning and I do try and increase the difficulty. Mm. Um, and we've got also other trainers on there wherever they want to do Pilates yoga, do some boxing hit. 20 minute quick workouts as well so yeah so you, you you want something that's affordable 25 burn a month then and you're training with the likes of myself well there we go there you go what's not to love? Exactly. <laughs> that's, so that's definitely an option too
0: i think also tell me if i'm wrong i mean the mentality i think it's also a mental thing as well yeah. in terms of like as the way that you approach working out i read from a lot of people that you shouldn't be going to the gym every day because the main reason is that you have to lose that weight. You should be doing it also because you want to love your body. Yeah. And you want, you know, th- our bodies are incredible. Yeah, and the fact that they can move every day yeah. is so important. You know, just because we want to lose weight, should we be pounding the pavements every single no, day? You know, you shouldn't be punishing your body like that. exactly.
1: So the, the main, the main like purpose of exercise is for your mental health. Because once you feel good, then obviously you're going to be productive at work. People around you are going to give people off good energy. Um, and then the bonus is you look good but, yeah. but when you do look good you feel better in your clothes Absolutely. so you do feel more confident so when people say oh, we shouldn't do it because we should, we just want to look good sometimes that's not a bad thing, if you want to look good that's fine you can look good yeah. but don't punish yourself mm. don't get yourself into bad habits where you've got bad relationship with food so you're restricting yourself and you are over exercising you stop socialising with your friends because you need to go to the gym <laughs> you're pushing your body to the limit yeah. where you completely forgotten about recovery, which is actually sometimes more important than putting your body through it. So, I, need yeah, to, so, I need to take mental diet so on that one. <laughs> literally, and that's where a life coach should come in as well. Yeah, Investing in a life coach, who yeah. could just slow you down and talk you through it. Because sometimes we can be headless chickens mm. when we set ourselves a goal. We go straight to it, or rather than set ourselves small little goals, mm. which again, which I mentioned before. So I, I guess having a bit of guidance is definitely helpful. Um, but your friends, your family should should kind of realize that well you're taking a bit too far how you need to slow down which so many people do you hit that brick wall next minute you don't want to get out of bed for two days yeah. three days that
0: might be me yeah, exactly
1: and that's happened and that's happened to me during my live workouts because I couldn't stop because obviously so many people were relying on me but I hit a brick wall big time
0: yeah <laughs> I mean obviously goes without saying as you said you know working out and mental health so important yeah. but actually something that i'm really interested in is sort of the link to mental health and food and what yes. we eat and i guess it's kind of like the same sort of conversation 100%. what you're putting in i think a hundred well we know because it's pretty yeah. much been you know yeah. uh, proven that what you eat is going to affect how you feel hundred percent
1: so your gut is your second brain yeah they say if you have a bad gut, then you have a bad brain, you have bad mm. mood swings, you're not healthy, you're not feeling productive, you're not energetic. If you're not productive at work or energetic, you're, gonna, you're not going to perform. That's going to make you feel low, that's going to make you feel unconfident as well. When you socialize with your friends, you're going to be exhausted, so you have to rely on other stuff to keep you going. <laughs> yes. That other stuff is a bad effect on your mental health. Yeah. I've seen it with loads of my friends. Mm. So for myself, I don't need that sort of stuff. I have a really good healthy diet. I I have a few espresso and martinis, and I've got the gin and tonics... <laughs> And then I'm happy days. Yeah. I don't need anything more than that. Yeah. I can go home knowing that on Monday I'm going to smash life again. Yeah. So it's all about your lifestyle and picking the right choices, not being a sheep and following the crowd, not being a yes man, mm. uh, and just and just realizing how important your health is for your mental like what you put in your body for your gut health, for everything, for your skin, your hair. If you feel unhealthy, if you've got spots, maybe it's because of your diet as well. Yeah. If that's making you feel unconfident, is that making, if that's the reason why you're putting so much makeup on, mm. or you're using filters on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. which is a massive thing right now, yeah. but then you go into a club and thinking, oh, my, my skin looks great in pictures, but in real life, people are going to question, why have I got bad skin? Of course, you're going to go into that nightclub or that bar really insecure. Yeah. But let's go back to where the, where the root problem is. Mm. Your lifestyle, your nutrition, mm. how you look after your body. Let's go back there. Let's fix that, and I guarantee you that won't be a problem. Absolutely. So this is why I try and teach my clients. Yeah. I'm not just going to get you physically fit. Mentally, I'm going to get you in the right place.
0: I also think as well, like there has to be like everything in moderation, right? Of course. You know, I and I again, I think it is also down to the person, like to the person individually. Like there are some people that can very. Easily lead a super healthy lifestyle and not have any sort of like treat meals. Have a drink every so often. I'm not that person. If you say to me, "Okay, Hannah, you're going on a diet," and I'm using about a comma, a diet for two months, that is going to make me want to rebel. Yeah, because you're completely restricting me from the things that I love. However, if you said to me, "Okay, Hannah, you're going to do five days," right? really good eating let's not even call it clean eating but you're going to be healthy yeah, to and nutritious yeah, yeah. and then on Saturday if you want to go out for a good quality yeah, pizza yeah, of go and do it yeah, because that one pizza is not going to no, like gonna, change yeah, your whole some, life perhaps yeah. if you had maybe like women's health the next morning yeah. perhaps maybe not
1: yeah. but <laughs> well, oh, exactly <laughs> or you had that pizza also can have some garlic cheese bread please yeah, exactly. and also yeah, do you know what give me full <laughs> there's discipline as well of and there's course, being smart with yeah it. And my sister is a prime example she really struggles with her weight um and when i said to her this is my approach to my clients i make them count their calories and track their macros for the first six seven weeks and she said to me oh, believe- but that's so obsessive and i said yes it is don't get me wrong if you continue with it but once after those six seven weeks you understand you know you understand how many calories is in a chicken breasts you understand how many calories is in a pint of milk yeah. so now you're realizing your portion sizes corny used to eat really healthy loves her food her food is her thing um she, she'll pick a really nice restaurant over a night out with the girls mm. all day with friends but her portion sizes were the same as mine i was i was burning 3500 calories a day she wasn't do you know what I mean and then she couldn't understand why am i losing weight i'm really eating healthy it's let's track your calories please just do it for the six weeks and she lost all the weight Wow. Simple, simple things, and it's not obsessively in the right mindset if you're on a, if you're a person who has a bad relationship with food who can be quite obsessive, really, really think about doing it first, of course, because obviously it can have a bad effect also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but if you're someone who's quite strong minded quite intelligent you know what to do mm. then give it a go for six weeks yes it can be quite restrictive but it could be your answer to your brain. but that
0: could but that six weeks can now set you up for like Forever. a lifetime and really Forever. and truly what is six Forever. weeks Forever. in a life right yeah so i assume then your relationship with food is pretty healthy
1: yeah like this this weekend i went to cornwall and i tried everything that cornwall have to, has to offer oh nice so cornish pasties Ay. fish and chips <laughs> scones with jam then cream
0: (laughs) oh Bradley yeah I don't know how I feel about this honestly okay who uh, so so it's the Cornish way oh that's the Cornish way because
1: apparently the queen that's the way the queen likes it right well then
0: clearly I am definitely not because I was
1: I was with you I was with you I'm usually
0: I'll tell you because I feel like the cream is like the glue that then the jam can sit on so I actually tried both okay and
1: compare do they
0: taste different they
1: taste different no they don't they do really because basically <laughs> I was like, I'm really intrigued and I, put, I did a poll on my Instagram and I had loads of people swearing at me all oh sorts. I love it because <laughs> you've got people from Somerset who do the ah. a cream and jam but people from Cornwall do jam and then yeah so oh anyway so I gave it both a go so basically when you <laughs> bite into the cream and jam you get this zinginess from the jam straight away and, okay. and it can be a bit, not overpowering, but if you like raspberry jam and you like that sweetness, it's yeah. great, but it takes the whole flavour of everything. Whereas if you go jam and cream, it's quite soft, and then you get the, the, oh then you get the raspberry jam, and then you get the raisins, and you get the whole texture. <laughs> so that is why, for me, it was a winner. I was like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. Because I was with you, I was like cream and jam. Yeah. But no, it has to be... Let's give it a go okay next time you've just gone sk- I sort of feel like
0: a new little career move for you <laughs>
1: you could set up a little scope sk- like high uh, tea green yeah, tea go, company <laughs> <boy from> <laughs> West <laughs> London acting all like he's <laughs> from Buckingham Palace <laughs>
0: um so tell me what a day in life of food is for you so we sort of you've had your bagel in the yeah, morning yeah that, that was
1: just this morning because I fancied that. I yeah. knew I wouldn't be I'm so busy today so I knew I wouldn't be able to have lunch so I had a big breakfast yeah um so for me usually if i've got a quite chill day i wake up i'll have an espresso before my workout give me a bit of caffeine um and then after i love greek yogurt a bit of honey a few blueberries blueberries and really nice granola mm-hmm. i've got sweet tooth remember yeah so i'd rather perfect. that i'd rather that than a savory absolutely uh then lunchtime i'm always on the run so i might run into Itsu and get myself a nice sushi um nice and simple high protein i get some edamame oh yeah yeah so i'm get, always, get in, yep. always get my greens in always get my greens and always make sure my mum always said to us vegetables vegetables vegetables, vegetables. every meal always vegetables mm-hmm. uh and then the evening it'll be a stir fry uh it might be a bit of chicken arrow batter. uh it's not i don't i'm not scared of carbs at all thank god for so that. so <laughs> it's always protein carbs vegetables in one meal yeah. always so if i have a chicken arrow batter i love a really nice salad on the side beetroot salad with bit of dressing and cucumbers, peppers and whatever. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so... All right, Gordon Yeah, there you go. So, I've got my own cookbook, remember? Hey, Yay. of course you do. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't hide from carbohydrates. I eat what I fancy because, to be fair, I burn so many calories. Uh, I can pretty much eat what I want. But doesn't mean I eat Krispy creams and loads of chocolate. Yeah, I am a chocoholic, though. So I do you? have chocolate every day. So
0: what is your favourite chocolate?
1: Um, it's, around Easter time, dairy milk is better than Galaxy. Because those, oh, I know, sh- those Easter eggs... I don't know, don't... you're...
0: you're uh, but then,
1: but then... But, but you're but being I'm...
0: very controversial today. But then
1: I do like Galaxy. In the fridge right now, is Galaxy. Okay. I like a Galaxy Ripple.
0: Oh, I love a Galaxy yeah. Ripple. I do love Galaxy, but as I've got older, I've realised how bloody sweet it is. Oh, really? And that's why sometimes i might need a bit... No, 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 no. I'll, I'll stick with... But I'll do like a dairy milk, just to like... Uh, okay. Which is also
1: just as atrociously sweet, this, yeah. but it's just a
0: slightly different... Yes
1: yeah so I was with a friend uh, on the weekend and she was eating like 90% dark chocolate and loving it and I was like Oh, that's a bit too much that for is me. a lot
0: I'll always keep a good quality dark chocolate in the yeah. cupboard if I'm tr- if I'm on yes. a specific moment in my life where yeah. I'm trying to be quite healthy but I need that yeah. sugar
1: yeah, or just that sweetness but dark chocolate is so good for you yeah. it is such well, an well don't they say
0: like one cube or a couple cubes yeah, a day good. is fine
1: and for men it's really good for your sperm count oh well, there you go oh, okay. you heard it here so first I was an old bar last <laughs> <lost>, night <laughs>
0: something that you just mentioned that I actually really want to ask so you said that before you train you've had your espresso yeah is there something to be said about training on an empty
1: stomach so it depends on the individual fine if if you're new to training which I've trained people before and they've come to me I haven't eaten anything their blood sugar levels all over the place they've literally like like they are in a bad bad way uh, if you're used to it then it's fine but I always say look just have a bit of banana have a bit of glucose in your system have a bit of carbohydrate in your system something just to, to something because yeah. intimate, intimate fasting can help can work for individuals it doesn't work for all individuals yeah. it's, uh, it's not it's not the key to all, like, it's not the most perfect way to do things but if it works for you it works for you for me I can't wake up eat then do my high intensity workout because I feel so heavy and I feel like I could get sick I
0: get terrible stitch if I eat before um, before training yeah Um, if you are out and about, where are some of your favourite restaurants? Mm.
1: Well, out and about. I do love... Since I've got older, I've loved sushi restaurants. So, your rockers... Yeah. (laughs) I sound really posh now. Your Zoomers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but
0: they're bloody good. They're bloody good.
1: Uh, And then on a Sunday, I'm always changing up roast dinners. I'll try and find... What's the nicest roast dinner in this area? So, I always try and change it up. Okay.
0: And where are some of the best roasts? I'm still trying to find one. I'm
1: very fortunate to live in Fulham... Roast dinners in them are always good, but like okay. I said, so much competition, so yeah. they all need to liven up. Um, Hampstead do good good roast dinners are in that area as well. Okay, so, yeah. we're very fortunate in London. Oh, beyond
0: yeah. right, we're coming towards the end. Ooh, we could talk it with Quick, we? we could quick fire question round. Don't yep. look, I'm he's nothing, trying to I'm look staked. at my questions. It's all good. Okay, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten?
1: Ooh. In Iceland, I ate whale. Okay. Which was a bit of a whale, horse, and um, what's those little birds called? I oh, know, I sound really bad. Pigeon? No, oh God. They'll <laughs> come for me. People... What, what, what was the whale like? It was blabbly. <laughs> Bubbly. <laughs> blabbly. So it was quite funny because I had it to had my mum, and she thought fish was coming out. I said, <laughs> mum, oh, no. whale was a mammal. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, what, so what It's like have... a steak. Got you. But it's very rubbery. Very fatty. I wouldn't have it again, but I tried it. I'm yeah, always up for trying it. Absolutely. If you go to a country, you try the culture, right? Completely. I wouldn't have a steak horse here. Yeah, Of course yeah. I wouldn't. But you but, know, in a lot of places in France Iceland, they yeah. Horse but in the Iceland they breed horses that like they breed cows. Yeah. So and it was the most, the best fillet of steak I've, really? I've ever had. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Everyone like loves their horses. Will be hating yeah. right now. But again, if you go to their culture, <laughs>
0: no, 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 but it's a cultural thing yeah, in different course. countries. Yes. Okay. What has been your most memorable meal?
1: Memble Mill. Do you know what? I was actually talking to my brother because he's just got COVID. Oh no! Yeah, and he's like, bruv, bruv, like, I can't taste anything, I can't smell anything. Like, this happen to you? I so, said, yes. I said, bruv, last Christmas dinner, everyone was loving life and I was there and it tasted like cardboard. Oh
0: no! So, did you have COVID over Christmas?
1: Uh, I didn't have COVID over Christmas. I, had my, my, I still didn't have my taste like two months later.
0: Oh, Because I had COVID over Christmas. Oh, you
1: have COVID over Christmas? Yeah. I was lucky I didn't have COVID over Christmas, Ugh. but I did have my taste buds. Oh, over Christmas. I'm so, Best was, time of year for food, not it? was food, horrendous, it?
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, so nightmare. that's only in my
1: head right now because. That, yeah, no, I get it. I, speak I get it. And morning. very topical. Yeah, of course. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, so my favorite snack of all time is a packet of crisps. A packet of crisps. What is your favorite flavor of crisps and why?
1: Ah, oh, favorite flavor of crisps and why? Do you know what? Again, it comes back to my childhood. And you get my mom came home with those big packet of Walkers and like doing it thirty six in a pack. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like what flavour? It was prawn cocktail. Okay, like, Bradley, <laughs>
0: no, but you really are throwing out some really like massive left field comments prawn cocktail. No, I don't accept a prawn cocktail wow.
1: because it's not a flavour. I think it's just because they were so pink <laughs> and it's like yes, whoever got the prawn cocktail, ah, oh, <laughs> Connie, you always get the prawn cocktail. But I don't get me wrong, I do always love the cheese and I...
0: Okay, fine. But right.
1: prawn cocktail was the one... I think No, just I know. Was... I
0: mean, I just... Uh, this has now become like a running mm, joke. Yeah. That if anyone... Because do you know how yes. many people say prawn cocktail? Really?
1: You'd be so
0: surprised. Is nice. No, I just don't but, accept it as an answer. But I do artwork. like chilli sensations. Okay, yeah. I'm not really a big yeah. crisp eater, to be No, honest. I know, because I know you've got a sweet tooth, Yeah, but,
1: but chilli sensation's not bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. What food sums up happiness for you?
1: uh for, for, i think is the roast dinner around yeah. the sunday table sundays everyone should relax no one's working everyone's switching off everyone's talking about how they're getting on or what they want to work on or talking about memories so roasting around the family table was the one it has to be roast lamb as well
0: oh nice i've only just lamb. started eating lamb have you yeah i just never Why? liked it for really? years and i've just finally it's got quite a farmy taste yeah and i finally started getting into yes. it
1: so i go to the ginger pig
0: Whip, there's one around yeah, the corner, around yeah.
1: <laughs> and I always get the Lego lamb. Okay. Rosemary, garlic, olive oil, 180, and then put it in there for I think two hours. There, no, you, go. there you go. You, go. you, you yeah, got yeah. the recipe here. Jamie Oliver, watch out.
0: <laughs> Final question: Live to eat or eat to live?
1: Ooh. Live to eat or eat to live? I live to eat all day. There we go. You got to enjoy your food. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, I love. I love. Organising restaurants and blah blah blah. You got it's social, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Trying oh.
1: different foods, different cultures as well.
0: Completely, including whale and horse. Yes, exactly. Bradley, thank you so so much for coming on. Um, hopefully, next time I see you, maybe we'll be in the gym together. Yeah, let's do maybe it. we will be on the cover of Men's for Health. health. Who, <laughs> knows <laughs> Who knows? There are other miracles of. Or we could
1: cook something together. Or we could
0: cook together. Cool. There's endless possibilities. <laughs> You can follow Bradley on social media at Bradley Simmons. Until next time. Bye.
1: Take care.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and check out the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel. Until next time. Bye.